This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, McKenna Davies, John Villarreal, Celeste Simmons, and special guest, John Mitzwain. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. We're so happy to be here live in the crossroads on campus today. Um, Just a little introduction. This is the Spot Podcast. The QR code is up on the screen if you want to scan it. That way you can uh, follow us on all major platforms, podcasting platforms. And really we talk about anything that interests us college students. So we've done episodes about chat GPT and we've done episodes on social media and how we feel about it. But today we're talking about dating. (laughs) because this is BYU I do after all. (laughs) So we're going to be going through um, our thoughts about dating apps, red flags, and ideal first dates. So we'll hit just about every topic with dating. To start though, we want to get to know our audience a little bit. So if you're here in the crossroads, we're going to do a little kahoot. So pull out your phones and we want to get to know you guys. Yes, so this Kahoot is basically, there's a lot of polls, so we kind of want to see what you guys are doing in regards to dating here at BYU-Idaho. When you click on your answer, it's going to have a true or false, but there's no true or false. Uh, We just couldn't pay to, I didn't want to pay to do the poll. So um, if you want to just enter in this QR code, not QR code, but the code for Kahoot, and then we can kind of see what you guys are thinking here at BYU-Idaho about dating. All these fake names. <laughs> no one's gonna. <laughs> yeah, put a fun name in. Don't worry, guys. The questions won't be too controversial. Yeah, there's it, only five simple questions. Yeah, it is BYU Idaho after all. <laughs> Tiger Woods, <laughs> Levi, Ken Econ. Sixth Man. Okay, any last any last people want to join the Kahoot? I'll give it five seconds. Oh, Dane Woods. Okay, we're gonna start it. Dating. All right, here is our first question. So really, there's no right answer, like Celeste said. Have you used mutual? True is yes, and false is no. Seven okay. people. Okay, wow, okay. almost 50-50. Yeah. I feel like seven people are lying. We'll talk more about mutual. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about mutual later. Okay, question two. Do you use other dating apps besides Mutual? Tinder, Bumble. Upward. Very fast answers. (laughs) Okay, most people don't, but some people do. Did you meet your current partner on Mutual? So if you're married or dating someone, did you meet on Mutual? We're waiting for one person. Okay, a few of you. Wow. It says four people met their current partner or mutual. Okay, what is an ideal first date? This is just opinion-based, of course. See a movie, go on a hike, get ice cream, or a picnic. We will judge you for your choices. (laughs) We will talk more about first dates, too. Okay, most people said get ice cream. Very simple date. I'm glad no one put see a movie because that is a horrible first date idea. <laughs> Can't talk. 
Okay, last question. When is the right time to DTR or define the relationship? At one week, after two weeks, after one month, or after two months? You gotta do it two weeks. You tell them God told you. To <laughs> okay, after nine people month. said after one month, four people said at one week, one person said after two weeks, and three people said after two months. At one week. It's funny, like the red one's the right answer. I mean, it's not the right answer, <laughs> but it's marked as. After one week. After one week, you know. Awesome. Okay, thanks everyone for, for participating in our Kahoot. So we want to start by talking about BYU-Idaho's dating culture. So obviously it is nicknamed BYU-I-Do, and so dating is really big here in Rexburg and at the school. So how do you guys feel about the dating culture here at BYU-Idaho? Do you find it good that it's so big or bad? Um, so I'm from Texas, but when I came here to school a while back, it was very different. The dating scene was very uh, peculiar. I, I learned a lot of new slang um, when it comes to dating, and I learned a lot of new, uh, you know, weird things that people do, you know, the whole two weeks, like, God told me to marry you type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, I think there are some negatives to it. I think sometimes people feel really pressured. They feel bad because they're 23 and not married, when in reality, that's still super young. Um, but I'm also from a place where dating isn't super popular because there's not a lot of members of the church. So I think it's fun to, I don't know, go on dates and have people that want to go on dates with you. So there's definitely pros and cons. Yeah. So <laughs> I've never been in a place uh, where dating culture is so big. And for me, it is a lot of pressure. Uh, I feel like a lot of other people are pressured, but I feel like it's welcomed here because how friendly it is. A lot of people have the same backgrounds and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like people get distracted with uh, what they came here to do, which is graduate with a uh, degree. Yeah, I think I really enjoyed, so I'm married actually now. I didn't meet my husband here. We met at FSY actually, another great place to, to meet someone. But um, I did enjoy when I was dating how many opportunities there were to date and how many different activities you could do for dates here. So I think campus is a great resource and because you're in classes and it's just so social here. I did feel like I met a lot of friends and potential people to date. I also think that because I grew up in Missouri and dating, yeah, was different there than here for sure. But group dates are also more common here. So they can be like really laid back and chill, more of just a friend thing. And so I, I did appreciate that about the dating culture here. But I do see how it can feel a little rushed because I know like, a lot of my best friends all got married before me and started having kids. And I'm like, wait, I felt that pressure. But really, yeah, I'm 23. <laughs> so still so young. Okay, um, we've talked a little bit about mutual through the Kahoot. But what are your guys' thoughts on mutual? Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. And, and, you know, eventually I jumped on the bandwagon like everyone else, you know, tried it out. And if you're not in Utah or Idaho, there's really nobody. <laughs> yeah. You know, you swipe a little bit and then it's like, oh, you know, you got to expand your search. You do kind of have to be in a place where there's a lot of members for yeah. it to be. But successful. I think overall it's a good, uh, good thing. I've known a lot of friends who've met their spouses um, on Mutual. Have any of you used Mutual? You can share that too if you want. 
Um, I do not use mutual because I have a boyfriend, so that would be <laughs> have bad. You in the past. <laughs> but I have, I did have it for a week when I came home from my mission. It was during COVID, so I wasn't like making any friends or anything, and I wanted to meet people. So I got mutual for about a week, but I felt really bad just like swiping on people because I wasn't actually knowing them. I was just like, oh, he's either cute or he's not cute. And that made me feel like a really bad person. <laughs> so I just ended up deleting it because um, then, I don't know, then I just met people in real life. And I think to, for me and my personality, it just felt more genuine and nice and real. Um, but I think, I mean, I know a lot of people that have met on Mutual and they're great matches. So it can definitely work for people. Using any dating app around here, I feel like it's the same. You're going to get those uh, quality, uh, faithful LDS <laughs> members and uh, I feel like it's just no difference with the dating app uh, of course I've used it though I mean it's a great way to meet people uh, I feel like it's is awkward I mean like as a LDS member how else are you going to meet people other than this university uh, you know we, we're not going out to bars or anything like that so it, it fosters a, a great way to meet people there's there is good old LDS tools no I'm just kidding it's a joke <laughs> yeah. yeah there's <laughs> always wars and FHE nights and stuff like that yeah but ultimately I had a conversation with someone and I felt like you know as great as these uh, you know dating apps are I feel like if you don't use them, God's got you, right? Like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You're going to find that person that you are most compatible with and uh, eventually love and marry and start a family with. Right. Whether it be in this life or in the next one, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hopefully Hopefully this life. I don't don't know if I have time for the next life. (laughs) Well, I think it's cool because, like, when you ask couples, oh, how did you meet? the story is always different, right? It's never the same. So that's so true that if you don't meet on Mutual, there are so many other places to meet. I've actually never used Mutual, but I almost did. Right before I met my husband, I was like, okay, I'm not really meeting people that I felt like were quote unquote my type. Just meaning like we didn't really have a lot of the same interests. So I'm like, well, at least on Mutual, I could read people's bio and kind of get a feel for what they're into or things like that. So what do you mean that you almost use yeah. mutual? Like, like did you no. download it? Like we gave into temptation. She's like, I was almost like y'all, but I rose above it. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> you think you're better than us? <laughs> so, okay. So I was kind of dating someone, ended it. And then I went to FSY and I was like, okay, after FSY, I'll, I'll download mutual. But then that's where I met my husband. So we're all good. <laughs> okay. So mutual can sometimes bring up what we call red flags, but also green flags. So for me, a red flag back when I was dating, I think a big red flag for me was when the person didn't want to commit or put a title on the relationship, but wanted all of the benefits of a relationship. That was a red flag for me. What are some red flags for you guys? Um, Astrology. So, you know, I feel like I met this one girl, beautiful girl, you know, and then the first thing she started talking to me about was, oh, I'm a cancer and what's your rising moon and this and that. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And, <laughs> and I, I, and like, the thing is like, I think it's great. Astrology is a great psychological thing to be like aspire to because you read it and you, and it's mostly positive and you want to be like that. 
But I think when you actually start believing in it and you start kind of discriminating people on their star signs, I call them star, uh, what's it called, space racist. It's like, oh, you know, I like you and everything, but you're a Leo, so we can never be. <laughs> so I just think it's funny. But fair yeah. enough, fair <laughs> enough. What else? Yeah, to each their own. Um, yeah, I think some red flags for me are like, obviously like some spiritual things because I like that I'm a member of the church and so I want someone that's also a member of the church and like active and stuff, so... If they're not, I don't know if it's like a red flag, but I'm just not interested. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's the obvious things. I, also, another thing is like how they're with, how they are with their family and like the girls in their family and their mom and stuff. Um, to me, that shows that they respect women and they can have a relationship with a woman and like think that they're equal and everything. So to me, that means a lot. It shows a lot about their character. Yeah. So I don't have many red flags. But the few that pop up would be, I'm sorry, McKenna, is DTRing way too soon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like we talked about first this. date too soon. <laughs> Even that first week, I know a lot of you, four of you, said that the first week is a good time to DTR. <laughs> I disagree. So <laughs> that's one of them. And another the is like <laughs> when people just don't realize that, I mean... One, we're all in this world together, right? And no one's perfect. So, of course, you know, I've, I've sinned before. I've also repented. But um, when that person is, quote, unquote, like a super Mormon and just really judgy, that's a huge red flag for me. I have another red flag, and this one's kind of random, but I've seen it in people that I've dated. But if they are my age, I'm 23, and they, like, I don't know, are like trying to pursue dating, but they have Snapchat streaks. <laughs> I don't know, that's so <laughs> random. But I'm like, why are you keeping streaks with all these people? Like, I want you to pursue me, not yeah. other random people that you might not even know. So mm -hmm. that's one for And me. sometimes other girls too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, just Snapchat me. Or I, don't Snapchat anyone at all. I don't know. <laughs> I think when it comes to like another red flag of mine is like, uh, I think John touched touched a little bit on it, um, and so did Celeste. Is like the morals and values of people, even if like they're in the same like in their LDS members, like sometimes they'll talk about they'll talk a certain way or they'll say they'll have certain beliefs and values that are not just shallow based or trendy or something, but they actually believe and that are totally against the gospel. Like they're just pretty like like that's a big turnoff for me because I always think long term. I'm like oh well if I want to have kids with this person down the road if I get married with them like what type of values and morals are they gonna teach to our, our children you know yeah that's true so kind of going along with that what are some green flags with dating one for me there's so many but education I think if they're like passionate about what they're studying and they like want to get good grades and stuff and like excel in school that's something that's a green flag for me because it shows that they care about school and like they're responsible or if they're not into school then you know be passionate and try to be good at whatever they want to do in life i i think for me like i know i joke a lot but for me like a green flag in today's dating culture in today's hectic society is like if she's feminine and she's has a good personality good sense of humor she's not like bitter and resentful and you know <laughs> i think a big one for me is that they're a good communicator Communication is super important to me, and I'm studying it, so it's even more important since I've, like, learned different ways to communicate. So that's a big one for me. I know with uh, when I was dating my husband, we had a lot of conversations like that, just talking about how we communicate our feelings and emotions and things like that so that we could understand each other better. 
and then keeping that line of communication always open. So I feel like I'm like building up my profile with this, but you know, have many green flags as well. You know, I love a person who's adventurous, willing to uh, hang on the beach all day pretty much. Yes, but nice. um, I got to say, I love a person who's like independent, someone that got their own. I mean, we of course are going to be, uh, as one as we marry, but it's important to learn how to be independent and uh, do for yourself. And then, you know, you can share those skills with your partner once that time comes around to get married. Definitely. Um, John did mention earlier, so we have two Johns, not to be confusing. John on the end uh, mentioned DTRs or determine the relationship. I had had a conversation with him previously about my opinion with DTR. I said they should happen often and early, but not necessarily the kind of DTR that's like, okay, let's start dating, but just the, where are we at? What are your goals? What's your expectation? That kind of DTR. But we want to involve all of you. So I'm going to have John in the pink uh, go up to the edge of the stage, maybe out to the audience, because we want to get your guys' opinions on when is the right time to DTR. So when do you guys think? It's time for some feedback. Don't run away now. <laughs> Sir, can, can, you, can I ask you a question? When, when do you think it's a good time to, to DTR, you know, to, to find the relationship? Uh, I would say about a month. A month would be like, yeah, a safe time frame for most people. Nice, thank you. I agree with that. Anyone else? You can come up closer to the stage, too, if you want to comment. Explore that area, John. I think you can. Anybody? What about you, ma'am? You with the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, opinion on defining the relationship? Um, I really liked what you guys said about doing it uh, often. Um, you can be like, well, you can be dating someone, but dating someone is different. Like, going on a date is different than steady dating. So, like, steady dating, I feel, is like boyfriend-girlfriend. And um, are you guys familiar with the book, uh, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk? Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, it, it's great. Um, I took a course on that this semester, and I uh, read it recently. And one of the things it talks about from when you really need to make a decision on commitment is it should be at least three months because three months is the amount of time it takes for people to really get to know each other and bring their walls down. So if you're in a steady dating relationship for three months, if you want to like maybe move to, oh, maybe we should be engaged, you should wait at least three months to figure that out. Like that's a really important barrier is the three month mark for like something in relationship. That's super interesting. Thanks for bringing up that book and what you learned from it. The three month mark is good. Let's do one more question. Um, where is the best place to DTR on campus? Does anyone have a place? <clears throat> How about you, group with the uh, Chick-fil-A? What would you say is the, good, the best place to define the relationship on campus? Or like, you know, in general? Or I in Rexburg. Church. <laughs> Simple, straight to the point, you know? Church. <laughs> yep, the spirit's there, so you can testify the Honestly, truthfulness. I think it should be maybe like where you've had significant moments together. So maybe if your first date was on campus, then you could go back to that place. And but I think that kind of DTR almost makes it sound like it's the like 
asking the person to be your boyfriend or girlfriend? So I feel like, you know, that comment, <laughs> TTR in the church, you're kind of holding them accountable to be honest with you. <laughs> At that yeah, point, it's church, like, you can't lie. God's watching, so make sure you're honest with me. The only thing I have uh, a problem with with DTR too soon is, like, I feel like I need to know the person. I need to get to know the person. And one week, two weeks is not enough. It takes you, like, three weeks or three months to get used to anything, really, that's new. So uh, I feel like it takes that much time uh, to DTR a relationship. I like what that one girl said about, you know, having that three-month buffer before taking the next step in a relationship. Like, say, someone gets wants to get engaged, like, oh, well, get to know him for three months. Because uh, I also heard something where it's like, oh, you know, during any relationship, the first three months is like the honeymoon phase. You know, they're perfect around you. They They... You know, they want to put the, you know, the best foot forward. So they're not like, like the normal selves. Like they're just, you know, like the exemplar, you know, best self in them. But after three months, they may get comfortable and they might be not the same person, you know. <laughs> I just want to bring up some comments that our co-worker Candy Zalale uh, brought up about DTRing. And uh, she says that if someone doesn't want to DTR, you got to find someone who will. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how you guys feel about that. She also mentioned that uh, a lot of people will uh, create a status in dating uh, called talking. Like if (laughs) you ask someone, oh, are you seeing anyone? And or, you know, they say, yeah, I'm talking to someone. What is that yeah, exactly? Like what is talking to someone? Because you can talk to someone yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talk to lots of people a day. I, that's what I, like, it's all semantics at this point, I think. Like, because, like, I remember talking to this one girl, and she's like, well, I'm talking to someone. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And that's, like, exclusive. Like, I, yeah, right? That's like, I was like, what but does that mean? It? No, I told her, I was like, I was like, I was pushing on her. I was like, what do you mean? Are you boyfriend, girlfriend? Like, well, no, but we've been on a couple dates. And I was like. But that's not exclusive. Unless you explicitly said, you know, we are boyfriend and girlfriend, it's still, you know, you're just dating or you're just like, it's kind of a situationship. Like, what are we? You're not, you know what I mean? Um, but. <laughs> yeah, like it's probably yeah. just better to say, oh, I'm not interested rather than saying I'm talking to someone. But I've totally done that too. Like when I was dating, I totally said that. So, but I get where Candy, our coworker, is coming from and what John is saying that it's kind of a weird stage of dating that we've created because really they should just say they're dating <laughs> it's called like the situationship right like you don't know what you are like yeah are situationship I feel like a lot of people probably feel insecure to say dating because what if the person that you're going on dates with doesn't say dating and yeah. then you feel kind of like crazy for saying that you're dating when you are going on dates but I think just in this generation, it's it's talking. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just talking. Also, also, I think a lot of people put too much pressure on like dating, especially like the first date, because like I feel like when you ask someone out on the first date, they some people think like, oh, this means like we're gonna get married or commitment, and they're like, I was like, no, it's just the first date. It's just to get to know you, you know. And it's like, and if it doesn't work out, you know, au revoir. Now, in my opinion, it goes back to what you were saying, McKenna, in the beginning. I feel like people who uh, rely on that I'm talking to someone status or face, (laughs) they have some commitment issues. It's like, Mm. just say you're dating this person or not. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that John brought up first dates a little bit because um, we do have a little soundbite I'm going to play, and then we can talk about some 
good first date ideas for those who are wanting to go on more dates or are kind of running out of ideas. So we'll start with a soundbite from some students on campus. Well, for a first date, I really feel like it needs to be, you know, short and sweet, like a solid two hours, two hour commitment, and you need to talk a lot with the person, you know, get to know them. So I would say some fun first date ideas is go on like a tandem bike ride, that'd be pretty hype. Uh, Go get food, just a restaurant, you know, dinner date. That's always fun. Um, we just go to the park and hang out, you know, something simple. Yeah, so he talked about doing simple things, keeping the date to like two hours. And he mentioned like tandem bike riding, going out to eat, those kinds of things. I will actually disagree with him and say that I never liked food dates as a first date because for some reason it made me so nervous to know what to order, especially if I didn't know the restaurant. And also I just had bad experiences where one time I went on a sushi date, but the sushi was like so big, I just couldn't eat it in a polite way. And then <laughs> one time I got taquitos and they were super crunchy and messy and again, could not really eat it politely. So I, I don't always love food dates as yeah, a first date. See, I had a date about a week ago and we did a food date, but it was like we cooked together. I cooked, yeah. we cooked picadillo. Uh, it's one of my family's mother's recipe. So I decided to cook it for her and we made picadillo tacos. Um, and so basically I got all the ingredients. She came to my place. I made sure to clean the house, like deep clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, cooking dates. Okay, those are fun. But going out to a restaurant, another, another pressure is like, if she's not sure how she feels about you and the guy spends a lot of money on it, then she'll feel bad, you know? So I was always stressed by dinner dates. But yeah, making food, I think is super fun. It's fun, yeah. Because you can kind of break the and ice. If you're really you're good cooking. at a certain dish, you can be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm an expert. I'm a great chef. Which yeah, impress I'm not. But I know a couple good dishes that I can, you know, on repertoire that I can, you know, I'm like five star right there. <laughs> yeah, well, some or one of the funnest first dates I've ever been on is like going to fairs yeah. and those fairs that have those like carnival games and stuff like that. Yeah where you can like win a prize and your date comes home with this huge teddy bear or something like that. Yeah, I feel souvenir. like that's so romantic. And I, I feel like it'd be cheaper to buy the teddy bear than all the times. So well, absolutely. To win it. absolutely. The, the games are rigged, it's, right? It's a scam, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a romantic scam that <laughs> you don't mind buying into. Yeah. And then I feel like at that time you guys are walking around, you can see, uh, if each other have any fears or anything like that, you know, of going on roller coasters or you can just walk around and talk. You know, I feel like it's a good atmosphere. It's like out in the public, but you still have that intimate uh, session or conversation. Yeah, I feel like doing something that the other person is comfortable doing is really important. Um, I go to the rock gym a lot and I see people go on first dates. They're like the guy like loves rock climbing and he brings like this girl who's never been rock climbing before and if she's like a go-getter and like she wants to do it and she doesn't care if she like falls or whatever then that's good and it would be fun but I think just making sure that the person's comfortable because I think if like I had never done it before and someone took me to do like this somewhat extreme sport I would be like okay like I feel kind of embarrassed because I can't keep up with you and stuff um, so I don't know just seeing what they're interested in and what they feel comfortable doing is always good to keep in mind. I think also like on first dates, like, like what about topic matter? Like, what do you talk about? Like how deep can you go? Or like, what do you, like, do you just talk about like shallow things and like, oh, how's the weather? Or like, I don't know. Like I always like, 
when whenever I I'm not sure what to talk about, I use the Ford method, which stands for family, occupation, recreation, dreams and desires, and it kind of like from those topics you can ask other questions and then dig deeper and then if you you know both like something connect on that but like how 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 deep do you think it should be on the first day like oh what is your your stance on this you know thing yeah I think it kind of <laughs> depends on who you're on the date with because maybe you've already gotten to know each other in class or maybe you work together so you kind of already know the surface level and so you can go a little bit deeper once it's like an official date but if it's like oh you don't really know the person at all yet and that's what the date is for, then I kind of like that, the Ford method of just kind of giving them a nice basis of who you are so that you can find connections. Yeah, I feel like it totally just depends on the two people because I know people that have gone on a first date and they're just like, yes, like this is the person for me and then it works out and they get married. Um, You just kind of have to read the room, like read the situation. Okay, before we end, let's give some last-minute advice. I know we're all in different stages of dating, um, so maybe everyone just share something that they've learned, some last dating advice for our audience and listeners. I, I want to say keep it simple and stay real to who you are and to that person. Don't let them be surprised three months later that uh, feeling like you're a different person and you have a different perspective and goals and values and morals in life. Just be really upfront with them uh, and then hope they are uh, really upfront and truthful to you. Yeah, good. Um, I would say just like chill out, just like let the dating happen. And I know it can be so stressful. And you know, you're wondering like, do they like me? Do I even like them? And we get really in our heads about it. But I think just remembering to be yourself with the person and if they don't like you then that's their problem and to just I don't know keep it simple and fun and light um and then you know once the relationship gets more serious then get more serious about it but when it just comes to going on dates just just have fun I would say like people always say put your best foot forward I would say put your normal foot forward because I feel like if you just um like a lot of try a lot of people try to like fake the like be the best version of themselves but like it's a fake version and they walk on eggshells and they they're not honest with the, the person that they like i say just be honest keep c- communication open if they don't like you and for who you are and for the things you believe or whatever you know it's great because you can just move on and you waste less time in my opinion if you're just honest and candid like don't be an, don't be rude but like be honest <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people too with dating are trying to find the one or their soulmate. And so something that I think I've learned is that you don't need to put so much pressure on finding the one. Like there's really only one person out there for you, but really love is a choice. And as you get to know someone and find that you really get along, then you can choose to be with them. And it's really, that's as simple as dating can be, is choosing and actually, I just recently read a quote by President Ballard, and he said that, and I was like, so no way. Here. So I'm going to read it. What matters most? Yeah, what matters most? Yeah, I gave a talk on it. <laughs> yeah. He said, in courtship and marriage, we don't fall in love or fall out of love as though we are objects being moved on a chessboard. We choose to love and sustain one another. So I thought that was great. Good little moral. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, McKenna Davies. John Villarreal, Celeste Simmons, and special guest, John McSwain. 
The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me, McKenna Davies. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU-Idaho Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.